0: Well, I think I can now just say good afternoon, just made it past noon, so good afternoon, and it's good to be with you. Um, I've come through from Glasgow, the big smoke. Some of you were almost tempted to go through to Glasgow this afternoon, but in the end, no. Silverburn shop was shut. Silverburn itself is open, but that entertainer shop was shut, so don't bother going through. Uh, If you've been through to Glasgow uh, recently, uh, and you go through the streets of Glasgow in an evening, and I've got to say that, generally speaking, the people of Glasgow try and avoid it, unless you're really going for some big night out, you avoid going into the city centre. But if you've been recently in the city centre in an evening, you'll be aware, obviously, of the the situation of homelessness in uh, Glasgow city centre, and it's quite awful, awful. And it's difficult. I I don't know how you react when you, you meet someone and they maybe have their hand out, and they're saying, you know, can you give me some money? Um, I don't know how you react to that. You know, you can walk past and ignore them. You can give them money. Um, some people would maybe say, well, here's a, a burger or whatever and, and try and give them some food. But I think we would recognize that the the situation for folks is quite complicated. It's not just as straightforward as giving them money. It's not just as straightforward as giving them something to eat. The situation is very complicated. I had a friend uh, recently... Who took it on board himself that he was going to go out and he was going to meet these people and so on? And um, I don't know to what extent it was a help and to what extent it was a hindrance because he didn't appreciate that in dealing with these folks, as people are, they're complicated. People are complicated. His idea was he could just go out and he could just meet the people and that would be it, sorted sort of thing. The people are complicated. The reason I'm I'm talking about that is because we're going to look at a situation where a couple of disciples met a beggar. I want to see what their reaction was. And we're going to consider that beggar. We're going to consider his situation and how his situation uh, changed. Uh, If you've got a Bible, I want you to share with me so you could uh, read with me in Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 3, we have Peter and John. Peter and John, it's not long since they've seen the Lord Jesus being crucified and then coming alive again. And after having come alive again, they were there when they watched him go up to heaven. And then they waited. And after waiting for some time, they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came down from heaven, as the Lord Jesus had promised, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. With tongues of fire showing above their heads, they had experienced a supernatural change in their life that gave them great confidence. We're going to see this amazing change because you'll remember that Peter, <clears throat> when he was witnessing the, the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus and his arrest, he was the one who three times um, showed cowardice essentially and said, I, I, I don't know him. Nothing to do with me. And so you'll see a remarkable change in Peter. From someone who was cowering away and saying, no, it's nothing to do with me, to someone who's stepping forward and doing amazing things for Jesus. Here's what it says. It says, Acts chapter 3, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Well, the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by your own power or godliness we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate." though you had decided to let him go, though he had decided to let him go, you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him as you can all see. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. He must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from among his people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many as have spoken, have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant, God made with your fathers. He said to Abram, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. And that's God's words. And I'm sure through our reading of it, God will speak to us. Do you know what strikes me? is with this man, this man had complicated needs. He was a beggar. He went every day there to that temple. He had complicated needs. And what I want to share with you today is essentially the workings out of this verse that you see on the screen. When Paul, who wrote these words, was able to say, My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Now the key word in there is all. My God will meet all your needs you see, when I was talking earlier about the, the, the person that's maybe sitting on the street and begging, he, he has complicated needs. He may be begging because he has an addiction. And what he needs is his next fix. That's what he thinks he needs. The truth of it is that he doesn't really need his next, next fix as such. What he needs is much deeper than that. He needs help with his addiction. He needs to get clear from his addiction. And then you go to another layer and you say, well, why has this man got an addiction? And often you find that addictions have come through very deep-rooted problems in the person's life. It's not as easy as just giving them money. It's not as easy as just giving them their drug. It's not as easy as even giving them counselling for their drug. It's so deep. There are layers and layers and layers often of needs. But my confidence even for a man like that, and for each of us today, because you might be similarly in need, and you may have many layers of need, as all of us in different ways do. My confidence is this. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. I am convinced that the answer to our deepest needs And that's where we need to go to get our needs met, is the deepest needs. Dealing with our needs on a surface level is just scratching at the surface, literally. Our deepest needs can be met, I believe, in the Lord Jesus. Now let's see how that works out by looking at it with this man. Is it me or is it you? Yes, I switched it on. Do you know who I am? Can you just uh, put it on for me? This man came every day. Every day he came to the temple. He was carried there. He'd been disabled from birth. He had a physical need. He wasn't able to walk. He'd never been able to walk. He had that physical need. He was carried every day by a couple of so called friends and he was left there beside the temple. Because as well as having the physical need of being unable to walk, he also had a physical need that he needed money. In a culture where there would be no benefits, the only way he could find to um, get that uh, physical need was to sit there and beg. To lie there and beg to the people as they were going into the temple and get that money so that from day to day he could live. His two so-called friends would maybe be considered to, to be doing a good deed To go all the way to that man's house and to carry him and lift him and take him to the temple so that his needs could be met, his physical needs could be met, for food, for clothing, whatever, and and get that money. But I think you'll see that his needs were not actually being met, really. Because day after day after day, he would return to that temple court. And day after day after day, he would need to return. Because his physical needs were ultimately not being met. He he was still there. He was still sitting there in the situation. Did that work there? Was that me? Oh, fabulous. And so there he was, day after day, begging. But Peter and John came and spoke to him this day. They recognised, you see, that this man, yes, he had a physical need. The physical need, he couldn't walk. He needed money and so on. He had that physical need. But but as we've said, there are layers to our needs. And there was very much layers to this man's need. The second issue that this man I want to suggest to you had was that he had a social need. This man was sitting there day after day while all these people passed by. You you can almost sense it, you know, as they're all going into the temple. Like maybe it, it was for you as you came in here today. Maybe you were met with someone in the door as they welcomed you in. Maybe you actually came as part of a family or part of a group of friends. And there's the whole sort of social aspect of meeting together mixing together, being in each other's company, which we all enjoy. But but more than we enjoy it, we need it. We need that interaction with each other. Just recently in the last couple of years, they've highlighted the problem that we have in our very rich society of Loneliness. People in our society that are, that are lonely. Yeah, they might not have the problems that this man has, but they're lonely and they're at home and they're lonely. And they just long for some sort of interaction with others. Maybe it's because of, like, this man of physical needs. But, but they find themselves in a situation where they're lonely. And you think, in our society where we've got so much, why is it that people are lonely? Why is it people are in such need still? Maybe not a physical need. They could be very well off. They could be in a big fancy house. They maybe not have that, that physical need of money, but longing for that social interaction. And I want to suggest to you, this man, as he was sitting there, he was lacking this. He was in amongst so many people, but very little social interaction. He had a social need. It's interesting that Peter and John, when they he saw them, they said, look at us. So there he obviously was. As you often find people, feeling very insecure, looking down, not wanting to make eye contact with people, and just holding out the begging bowl and saying, please, could you meet my physical need? Can you give me some money? I need a social need. I need to be wanted. I need to be loved. I need to be a part of things. But there he was on the outside. I find it so sad that he was so close, so close, that he was on the outside. He had a social need. He also had an emotional need. I want to suggest to you he would be quite a sad man. Sitting there day after day with a, a lack of purpose in his life. Nothing to get up in the morning for, other than that these two men, these two friends would come and, and take him. So he'd have to get up for them. And they would take him. And he had that emotional need. A need for, to be loved. A need to be, belong. A need to love others. A need to be involved. A need for joy, a need for satisfaction. And he had that emotional need. But I want to suggest as well, he had a spiritual need. He had a need to get his life sorted out. He had a need to get a purpose in his life. He had a need to know God. And, and the saddest thing, as I've already suggested, is that here he was, and he was in the right place, if you like, to get his spiritual needs met. He was in a good place. You know, if in that area there... If you had met anyone and they'd said, I'm really looking to find God. Where where can I go and find God? Where can I go to find this deep meaning that I'm looking for in my life? Where can I go? They would say, the temple. Get yourself into the temple. There's people there that can help you. But the sad thing was that this man was almost at the temple. He was just sitting outside. And the sad thing, I think, in our society is, even in folks that manage to come to church, maybe this is true for us, we managed to come to the church. We managed to be here. But with regards to getting our spiritual need actually met, we are just sitting on the outside. We're in the right place at the right time. But our spiritual need has not been met. Because we need to take that step of being, if you like, in the inside. We need to take that step of commitment. Now, it wasn't this man's fault that he was on the outside. And it might not be your fault that you are on the outside. Maybe there's difficult things in your life that you need answers to or different uh, different experiences you've had that have led you to to maybe put up some kind of barrier and I can understand that. And so we can't get that spiritual need met in our life because there's a barrier and we're caught on the outside. I want to suggest to you that during the time where this man met Peter and John, I want to suggest to you that step by step, every one of these needs were met. His physical need was met, his social need was met, his emotional needs were met, and his spiritual needs were met. You can imagine the man's reaction when Peter said to him, in our language, I've not got any money. I've not got any money. You can almost... I can just see it in my own mind. I can see this man turning around and saying, why did you ask me to look up? You, you, you sat and addressed me. You asked me to look up to you and look at you. I was expecting to get something off you, and now you're telling me you have no money. You're just making a fool of me. <laughs> you see, the thing is that Peter had something much better, much better than money could ever provide. Peter said to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And at that moment, Peter took him by the hand and got him up onto his feet. It met that first physical need. He wasn't able to walk, and now he could walk. It was a physical need met at a deeper level because he had a physical need of money. But the reason he needed money was because he couldn't work, and he couldn't work because he couldn't walk, and they met that deep physical need. I want to suggest to you that even in our physical need, Jesus can meet us there. Now, I don't want to get carried away with this, because I don't want you thinking, this guy came to the church today and told us that we can get our physical needs all met. You know, I can become 40 years younger. I can get this, and I can get that, and I can get the next thing. Well, I also don't want you to take it too far and say, that this man came and said that Jesus can't meet us in our physical needs. Because both extremes are wrong. I want you to realize that the Lord Jesus can meet us in our physical needs and he, he invites us to come to him and speak to him and ask that he would heal us. And I think it's quite right that if you're a Christian, that you should ask God to heal people in their need because he promises that he's able and God is able. It's not about us, it's about Him. But I don't want you to think either the other extreme, which is the, what they would call name it and claim it. You know, I claim healing. You have said, God, you will heal. I therefore demand that you heal. Who, who am I to demand anything from God? Who am I to demand from God anything? I'm no one. But I do believe He, he, he can heal. And I do believe at times he he will heal. But I also know that at times he doesn't heal. He chooses not to heal. And that can be difficult. But one day, he promises people who trust in him that they will be made well, that they will be made whole. Now I know if you've got a physical need, to some extent you might be saying, that's not really good enough. But there's a day you can look forward to. The Bible tells us when we meet the Lord Jesus, and our bodies will be made whole, and our sorrows will be over, and our hearts will stop, and the pain will cease, and we'll be in God's presence forever. And that physical need, if you like, in that sense will be met. And so this man's physical need was met. He was standing up. He was ready to go. But I want to tell you his social need was met. For the first time he belonged. He was with Peter and John. Come on. Let's go into the temple together. He became part of something. He was always missing out. Do you know there's a wonderful thing that happens when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus. You become part of something big. You know, often when Jesus spoke about people following him and people becoming a part of, of who he is, he often spoke about the kingdom of God you see, when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus, you become part of something big. You become part of the kingdom of God. One with many. You become part of a family. Do you know It's so precious to be part of a family. So precious to be part of a loving family with a, a father that you can really trust. Now, not all of us managed to get that. And it would seem that this man previously hadn't experienced this. Here he was day after day on his own. And suddenly he became a part of something big and something great. You know, God is calling men and women to be part of his family, to be part of something big, something part of, of something that's worldwide, much beyond even just here in New Mills and much beyond just Glasgow, but part of something that's international and throughout the globe. Men and women who belong to the Lord Jesus, who are brothers and sisters together in the Lord Jesus, part of something big. And part of something big as well that's eternal. Because God says, see this family. When it comes to completion, he will call his family to himself. And forever we will be with the Lord. And this man, he'd always been missing out. And suddenly he became part of something bigger. Do you want to be part of something bigger? The Lord Jesus is inviting you to come and be part of his kingdom. To come and be part of his family. He wants you to join and be a part of that. And I believe in many ways we we find an answer to our social needs in the Lord Jesus. We find many answers to our social needs in having brothers and sisters in Christ who support us and help us, who we can talk to. It's amazing the amount of Christians you meet, you know, that say, I don't know how I'd get through it without my friends in the church. I don't know how I'd get through it without other Christians coming and supporting me. I remember even just a a, a lady a a couple of weeks ago who's part of the wee group that we run in Darnley Mill. And she lost her mother, I think it was, maybe about six months ago, and she just recently lost her father. And obviously she's going to have a time of sadness and a time of grief. Well, we just day after day, we'll just go along and we'll just maybe give her a pot of soup or a meal for the day. Just something, just to, to show some kindness and she got to eat for that day that's important but more than that she got to understand that people care and people love her and she, she knew that she was part of something that was bigger than just being on her own with her own family dealing with her own problems she wanted to be something part of something bigger maybe you are part already of of the church part of god's kingdom part of god's family well we need to act as if we are part of something bigger we need to be looking out for each other, caring for each other, loving for each each other, so that together we feel family, together we are family, as we work for the Lord Jesus. And this man, he became part of something much bigger. He had his social need met when he came to know the Lord Jesus, and he had that emotional need met. Day after day, this man sat there with his face down, you can see his face tripping him, I say that his face must have been tripping him because if it was me, my face would have been tripping me. Day after day, the same thing, the same rigmarole, probably the same people walking past you and ignoring you, day after day, uh, and then the same people who will maybe respond to you in some way. Day after day after day. And suddenly Peter and John said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he got up on his feet. And he started to leap for joy. Started to jump in the air. You can almost see him punching the air. The joy. A joy like he'd never experienced. A great joy, a happiness, a a, a hope. Tomorrow I'm not going to have to come and sit here again. A hope for tomorrow. You know, the Lord Jesus can provide that for all of us. Your need's not necessarily that you're disabled and you need legs the way this man needed them. But maybe you need that joy. Maybe you're missing out and life's just a bit boring and a bit ordinary and a bit of a drudgery at times. And I think at times we can all feel that to some extent. And I believe that in coming to faith in the Lord Jesus, he can bring us that joy that joy of having our sins forgiven, that joy of belonging to the Lord Jesus, that joy of having a friend that will never leave us or forsake us, that joy of of knowing that he's there for us, that joy of knowing that no matter what we're going through, that he is with us, but not only is he with us, but he'll take us through it, and not only will he take us through it, but one day he'll forever take us to be with himself, knowing that we have that great promise that he gives us. If you had your emotional needs, Met by the Lord Jesus. This man did. But this man's greatest spiritual need was met. Day after day, as I already suggested, he came and he sat there just outside the temple. He didn't really know God. And then Peter and John came and he said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. See, that's the key to knowing God. It's all about Jesus. It's about Jesus. This man, he was in the right place, but he had never come to really know Jesus. He didn't have a relationship with God. If you like, God was present in a building that was behind him, but he didn't know God's presence in his life. And maybe you've come here, and maybe you do come here to New Milne's, and if you do, that's great. I really enjoy coming here. And you come and you experience something of the presence of God because you maybe see it in other people. You see it here as we sing together. You see it maybe as people are speaking. You see it as people are interacting with one another. You see something of the presence of God and then you leave and it's gone. Our spiritual need, that need to know the Lord Jesus and know the presence of God can be in our lives. We can know it personally and we can enjoy it personally and we can enjoy it not just when we're meeting together with other people but we can enjoy it even in our own uh, uh, private times when we're on our own when, when nobody knows what we're going through for whatever reason we can know that presence of God that comfort, that joy that satisfaction that he can bring into our lives. We can know that the guilt that we've we, we've carried it's been forgiven. We can know that the sin that, that holds us down and holds us back can be gone and made clean. Regrets that we have, we can know that God has looked at them and said, look, they're gone. And we can have that freedom that comes from letting go of the past because God has forgiven it. And we have that relationship with the Lord Jesus. And we have our spiritual need met. That need to know God that need to have his presence, that need to have his approval, that need to know that our life has a purpose and that our life is going somewhere, that there's a reason for living and there's a reason for getting up during the day and that there's a reason for going on and for serving God. This man that day, I want to suggest to you, he had all his needs met in the Lord Jesus and I want to suggest to you that we can have all our needs met in the Lord Jesus. I want to suggest to you that our very deepest needs can be met in the Lord Jesus. Yes, you may come here and it's, it's helped you to meet some of your needs on the surface. But I want to suggest to you that the church can't help you get right to the depth. They can point you in the right direction. But getting right to the depth of our needs is the Lord Jesus that we need. It's the Lord Jesus that we need. It's the Lord Jesus that that man needed. It's the Lord Jesus that that man found that day. You see, when Peter and John later on, when we read, gave an explanation, they were able to see they were able to see that it was by faith in the Lord Jesus that has made this man different. That's what they said. I said, "Why are you looking at us as if we've got some sort of special power? We've got no special power. I want you to know this man was changed through his faith in the Lord Jesus, and I want to suggest to you." that our greatest needs can be met by faith in the Lord Jesus. I wonder if you've come to trust Him, come to put your faith in Him, come to say, yes, Lord Jesus, I-, I need you, I want you, and I hand myself over to you. That's what He asks us to do. You know that man as he was lying there? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Walk! I've never been able to walk. Away you go. Go into the temple and give me peace. Could have. Maybe the man could have thought, these men are just making a fool of me. The Lord Jesus comes and invites us to come to him, to come and accept him, to come and get our sins forgiven, to become and be part of something that's much bigger, to come and have our needs met in him. How do we respond? It'd be like that man Going to say, do you know what? I've got nothing to lose here. I'm for this. I'm going for it. And make that positive response to the Lord Jesus. Paul said, and I hope to some extent you'll agree with me. From what we've looked at, I hope you'll agree. Because he says, my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you meet my deepest needs. My problems can be that sometimes I try to sort everything out myself. And when I realise that I need you in my different situations, it's then that I get peace. It's then that I get that contentment in my life. I thank you for that day when I put my trust in you and you cleaned me and brought me into your family. I thank you that you have promised that you'll never leave me and you never have left me. You've promised me a future. And I thank you for that future that you've promised me. I pray for each of us here, Father. I pray that you'll help us to know you in our personal situation. And that you will meet us in our deepest needs. And I pray that whatever's holding us back with regards to our needs, we ask that you would meet that. Because you have promised that you will. We take these words of Paul my God will supply all your needs. And so we lay our own lives before you, Father, and we pray that you would meet our deepest needs as we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.